what I'm reminded of Isaiah. Woe is me, I'm a man of unclean lips. I'm a people of unclean lips, Lord, I confess. My own sin of not forgiving and not seeking to reconcile. Please move tonight. We invite you here. Praise what have you done? Murdered for me on that cross. Keep absence of wrong. My sin washed away in your blood. Too much to make sense of it all. I know that your love. Let's declare that again. Don't be like.
Is there any greater prayer or desire? And we can say that. But to be like Jesus means to live like him. And please, somebody, tell me, what are some of the characteristics of Jesus? Okay? Love. What else? Forgiveness. Compassion. Peace. Caring. Joy. Truth. Merciful. Look at that. What a beautiful harmony. Merciful, all the things that we greatly appreciate, right? And we deeply are grateful for the love of God. We are deeply uh, embracing of the forgiveness of God. And I love being forgiven. I love the reality that forgiveness for me means I've been released from debtor's prison. Family, there's, there's no chains. That I'm not entering into eternity in debt. Some of us worry about that. But in Christ... Not only is debtor's prison swung wide, but the debt is completely canceled, and it's completely forgiven. So the question that we have to wrestle with is, what type of forgiveness are we to extend to other people? The same. And as we looked at the parable this morning, the servant was forgiven how many years of wages, roughly? 200,000 years worth of debt. Oh, my gosh. That's, uh, that's a little bit. And then that servant went out and grabbed his fellow servant who owed him 100 days wages. I don't want to minimize anything that you've experienced in your life. I have no idea, personally. But I'm willing to bet that some of us have carried a level of unforgiveness towards another or others. And I believe it takes a real risk and a real willingness to obey to try and let that go. And if you carry any legitimate level of debt, if someone has really harmed you or hurt you, you've become accustomed to having it. One of the hardest things of releasing my father was recognizing that I could never hold him I could never have that back once it was gone, once it was released. And I had strangely become accustomed to it. But I can speak from experience now. The freedom that I have today is so much exceedingly greater than the power I had over that unforgiveness. That was actually killing me. And so tonight, there's no... I, I mean, I wish I could. I wish I could just say, God, in the power of your name, heal every single one of us in here of unforgiveness. But it's an individual journey between you and him alone. So we have these tables set up. We're not going to be in a rush. Uh, and by the way, this is not a time we're not going to be watching or monitoring or whatever. But if you've got something that you have just struggled to let go of and you just cannot figure out how, 
Should come over to this table. It's interesting, these are our communion tables. A place where we remember every single week his blood shed, his body broken. And I want you to take a piece of paper and I want you to write the debt. Like a like a bill. <laughs> maybe this exact nature of it, maybe just a short description, but a debt. And maybe even put a dollar amount to it. How much does that person owe you? 100 days wages? Maybe 1,000 years worth of wages? Maybe they're really in debt. This particular debt, it's not that big. I'd say it's about 100 days. I've held it for a long time, though. I like this debt. I like being able to look at this person and think to myself, yeah, they owe me. But I realize at this moment, I don't have any right to hold a debt because my debt's been canceled. So you write the person or the persons or the experience or the circumstances and the debt. This is the step of faith here. I can't collect it any longer. It is gone. Y'all, if we can start uh, some instrumentation. But the time is yours. We have tables set up on both sides. You're invited.
come under a bit of controversy describing God's love as reckless. It means with abandonment. I don't know how else to describe God's love. It is a reckless love. It is with abandonment. He gave his life, gave his life for us. And he seeks us out. He chases us down. You see, love desires reconciliation. The shepherd leaves his 99 to go find the one, the Woman will sweep the house to find the coin. The father scans the horizon looking for his son to return. And I think for some of us, there's some relationships that we've lost along the way. And in my mind, I thought, well, maybe some of those people would be together here tonight. And we could just set some time aside for those relationships to seek each other out. You know, Like, hey, I remember one time I was in a, a school, and the teacher got up there and said, if any of you, and he goes, no, there are people here who have issues with one another. And he took his shoes off, tears streaming down his cheeks. He's like, I, I really can't even go any farther because I know there's, there are people in here who have issue with one another. Conflict. And so he goes, if any of you have any conflict with each other, um, we're going to take the next 30 minutes or whatever and, and However long it takes, takes, go reconcile. I immediately stood up, and this girl named Shelly stood up, and we were like, oh, yeah. Walked out of the class because we had issues. Um, but it was an incredible experience because we were able to reconcile. We, sought, we were able to seek it out. And so I don't know if there's somebody in here, maybe, or maybe they're a phone call away. Um, I don't know what God's going to do right now. But if there's something that you can do to seek out reconciliation with a person. Why not take the next few minutes to do that as we sing our next song? Forgiven because you were forsaken. I'm accepted, you were condemned. I'm
Take a few minutes to think about the forgiveness that we've received. We've been forgiven. Christ took on our sins, was condemned for us. He wants us to release others to exhibit, give what he's given to us. And we just stand together and reflect on that together. Declare this song. I'm forgiven. Because you were forsaken And I'm accepted You were condemned And I'm alive and well Your spirit is within me Because you died and rose again Made in love
desire to honor you. Lord, in your word, we are told to approach you with confession on our lips, with a willingness to confess our sins to you. Your word tells us if we approach you and say we have no sin, we, we lie and the truth is not in us. Ouch. Lord, I like to think of myself in a better light than I really am. Especially when compared to others. Oh God, give us eyes to see how you see us. That we are your masterpieces, messy as we are. Let us be willing to ask for forgiveness. For wrongs we have done. Not only before you, but before others. In your name we pray. You know, the word uh, tells us that we are to confess our sins one to another. And what's interesting about that thought is I really like to confess, sort of. I like to confess but save face. Like, I sort of struggle. Or... I sort of hurt your feelings, or I kind of said the wrong thing, or I was hungry, or I was cranky, or I needed a nap, or, well, those are all accurate. But the word says that we're to confess to one another, like the exact nature. Like, I'm sorry. The pain that I caused you, I'm sorry. For saying those words about, I'm sorry for carrying unforgiveness. You know, confession, it begins in our hearts before the Lord. And so I want to give us some time right now to just quietly confess. If there's something you've been carrying in your heart, anger towards another person, maybe some hidden sin, something that you don't want anyone else to know about. 
maybe even get a little risky, you know, and like turn to somebody who's near you and say, hey, look, can I share something with you? It's pretty dangerous, isn't it? I was in a small group with a group of guys. We were sitting around the table. And I shared very authentically with this group of guys. The room got real quiet. Because there's that, oh no, he went there. And oh no, if, if somebody else shares their struggles, then I have to share mine. And there's a sense of reciprocity there. But as we went around the table, every guy started to share their hearts and their struggles. And you know what happened? There was release. Like, the verse works. It's almost as if the Bible, when we live it out, it works. Isn't that weird? Not just in theory, but in actual practice. And so, uh, James 5.16, confess to one another. Find help at healing. It always begins first in the heart. If there's something you're carrying around, maybe during this next song, it'd be a great time to release it. You stood before creation, eternity in your hand. You spoke the earth into motion, so now and you stood before. My failure and carried the cross for my shame. Sin weighed upon your shoulders, my soul announced. So, what can I say? What could I do? But offer this heart, oh, So I walk upon salvation.
But all 